Well, hey, this is Braving the Night. My name's Jake Atwood. I'll be your host this evening. And as always, friends, welcome to the show. Well, hey, it has been a while since I have been on the podcast. Just wanted to let you all know that I haven't forgot about you, but we have had some growth in our life and some changes take place, all for the better, I might say. But um, I have recently, in the last couple months, started working a new job and with that comes a lot of different training and rearranging of our schedule you know the kids and everything and my wife and we are helping with the church plant and so we are being stretched in all different areas but with um, that stretching comes growth and so I uh, just want to share with all of uh, my friends here in Braving the Night that uh, you know I apologize that I took that time off Um, But in order to get everything set back up into place and get everything structured right and I guess recalibrated for the next year, I had to take some time off and really just put some focus into some other areas. Um, But, you know, I felt on my heart uh, that it was time to get the show up and running again. And so Happy New Year. This is 2022. We are in a brand new year. And I really believe that God has a lot in store for us. And you know, the truth is, uh, it doesn't matter what year it is, God always has something in store for us. You know, our entire life, God has good plan for us. And He has, you know, responsibilities uh, set before us. And so, yeah, 2022 isn't really any different in that sense. But with the new year, I feel like there comes a new set of eyes and you know we kind of take that time from year to year to to reflect you know to do inventory and to look forward um, on what's to come and so uh, as far as the show goes we've got a few changes here one of them being that instead of the show being on Friday nights at 9 p.m. we're moving the show to Saturday nights at 9 p.m. So it's still going to be the same time, but it's going to be a different day. And so, again, that'll go from Fridays, we're moving the show to Saturdays, 9 p.m. And the reason why I'm doing that is, you know, the job that I'm working, uh, you know, it's Monday through Friday. And when I get off of work, uh, I got a lot of responsibilities at home that I need to take place. And I wake up pretty early every morning. And so I thought, you know, what's the best way that I can you know, um, do this so that I can keep putting in, you know, um, good quality into the show, you know, being able to still do it as a late night show. And I thought, you know, I think the best thing to do is going to be to move the show forward to Saturday nights. And that really opens up a lot of possibilities for me. And I apologize, you know, if you were getting used to Friday nights, if that worked for you, you know, I hope this doesn't, uh, doesn't bum you out. But you know, if you really like Friday nights, Uh, You can always play the previous Saturday show on the next Friday. I know, right? That sounds wild, but, you know, it it is what it is. But I really think that I'm going to be able to put more time and energy into the show prior, and I'll be able to set up better for it. I won't feel so rushed, and I think it's going to come across with better quality. The content that I'll be able to put into it is going to be better for the listener. And really, that's what I hope to give you is a show that you enjoy, you know, uh, not trying to you know, um, you know, come off as 
super professional and you know but it's just kind of just a homegrown show so i'm an easygoing guy you know if god wants to open doors and take this to another level great but you know what never despise small beginnings and this is where we're at you know i'm sitting at my little wooden desk and i got my little macbook and hey we also upgraded the microphone so we went from a a microphone that was around a 40 dollar um, price range to uh, update up, up graded to a blue yeti and uh, i know everybody's got their argument about what microphones work and don't work the best but hey i really like this microphone i feel like it has a good sound and you're going to find that i might tweak it a little bit throughout the next few shows because i'm getting used to it you know all the mouth sounds that come along with it you know the breathing and everything i might have to upgrade and and get some uh, covers for that to help with that but this is our first show of the year we've got a new microphone you know we're switching the days and I really think God's got some great things in store and you know I've, I've shared this a few times but in our original idea of what the show would be I was hoping that I would be able to play music in the show beyond background music and what I mean by that is I was hoping to give you guys an experience where I'd be able to narrate through the Bible and just share stuff that was on my heart in an encouraging way you know that, that God has placed on my heart throughout the week and then be able to play you know maybe two or three songs an episode um, with lyrics you know from uh, from different musicians that uh, really tied in with the content of the show and at this stage um, uh, with podcasting I haven't found a way to do that that's affordable um, if there's anybody out there that knows of a way to do that where I can record the show and have um, music that is copyrighted on here where I'm able to actually get licensed to do that in an affordable way please let me know you know you can communicate with me through bravingthenight.com you can email me at bravingthenight at gmail.com if you'd like to do that and um, let me know if you if you've know of a way otherwise <clears throat> the other way that I'm thinking about moving is uh, possibly going live every Saturday. Now, here's what we'll do if we do that. If I go live, there is a licensing that I can get that is affordable, it is in the budget, where I can play music that is copyrighted, but have licensing for that. So there's no, you know, we're not breaking any rules. But the thing is, is I'm not able to record that music. So the music will play live on the podcast so if you show up Saturday night at 9 p.m., and let's say we have the show scheduled from 9 p.m. to 10 p.m., you'll be able to listen to that music while it's on the show. And I will record the podcast, but I'll have to edit out the music when I upload the podcast to the platforms. And so you won't be able to get that, the, the songs other than the background music that I use for the instrumentals. But, but if... Uh, all that to say is that's one way that we might be able to go forward so I'm looking at some options because here's the deal friends I really enjoy music I really think after a long day to be able to share some um, you know some words of uh, encouragement and just truth as uh, the Lord reveals it to me and then add some music to that I really want the experience the uh, listener to have that experience and so I'm going to keep trying to do that until then we're just going to step in with some lyrics that I'm going to share 
And, uh, you know, it's a little work on your end, but as you listen to the show, if I share a song, I'm going to share the artist or the musician, right? I'm going to share some of the lyrics, why it spoke to me, and I'm going to tie it into some content in the Bible or uh, whatever the um, point is that we're trying to make for the night. And then you, on the other end of the microphone, you're going to be able to go to whatever platform you want to and listen to that song. And, you know, maybe it'll it'll be a new song that you've never heard, or, you know, maybe it'll be uh, something that you can pause the the podcast and uh, go and listen to that song and then hop back in so you know it's kind of uh, almost like a choose your own adventure book where you know you get to kind of switch up some things and do your own thing you can either just let me read the lyrics and keep going this way or you can pause the podcast and go to your platform and listen to that song and then come back you know you get to choose your experience there um, and I know that's a little tedious right now but hey you know we're gonna we're gonna do it that way for a while so Let's hop into the show, friends. Tonight, we're going to title the show Welcome Back. And uh, actually, what's funny about that is it's welcome back in a couple ways. You know, hey, welcome back to the show. You know, I've been gone for a while. But in another way, it's welcome back. And I, and I put in parentheses, welcome back, parentheses, to your family, to the family. And what do I mean by that? You know, Chris Kilala, and I might be pronouncing that wrong, and I apologize if I do, but it's Chris, Q-U-I-L-A-L-A. Chris, Q-U-I-L-A-L-A. He has a song out called Because of Your Love. And uh, he, you know, wrote this song with a, another musician a few years ago. Um, so the song's been out for a few years. Kind of has an 80 vibe, 80s vibe to it. The videos are real cool. I liked them. I enjoyed them when they came out. But the song, Because of Your Love, what does that tie into Welcome Back? You know, what, is that, what does that have to do with the title? Well, when you drop down to the middle of the song, he goes on to say, Where there were years of drought, now overflow. Where there was guilt and shame, now joys untold. When my heart was a prodigal and the lies were deafening, your love was a whisper. Your love kept whispering to me that I am yours and you are mine. And the spot that I want to camp out in those lyrics is where he says, when my heart was a prodigal and the lies were deafening, your love was a whisper. And as I listen to those lyrics, and at different points in my life, the lyrics have stood out to me in different areas. And that's what's so cool about poetry. And that's what's so cool about when you uh, read any story or when you tap into any, any word that has some depth to it, some truth to it, or some experience or wisdom to it. When you tap into it, you know, as you're changing in life, you're seeing different perspectives of that word. And so the, that's what I love about music is, you know, we might hear that music and that song over and over, but as we go through life and we have new experiences and we change, we pick up on different parts and different depths and different layers of sound and of the words. And so tonight, um, what really stood out to me was when my heart was a prodigal and the lies were deafening, your love was a whisper. Your love kept whispering to me that I am yours and you are mine. 
and I immediately thought of the prodigal son. And you know, I've heard that story of the prodigal son so many times in my life, but it really just, you know, it really just hit me um, when I heard that song that, you know, we, we really can't outrun God and that he, he is always waiting for us to return. And I would even argue that he goes beyond waiting, that he chases after us. And he doesn't chase after us because he's in fear of us leaving. He doesn't chase after us out of rage and anger because of what we've done. I don't believe that he chases after us out of any malicious ill will. But the God of the universe, the creator of this world, the great I am, he chases after us because he loves us, because he loves you, because he loves me. And he's always calling us back in, into his arms. In that story of the prodigal son, we see that there was a young man who went to his father and he said, Hey, Dad, I've got an inheritance and I am ready for my inheritance. I am ready. I'm ready for it. You know, I've waited and uh, I think I know what I want to do with it. And it's mine. And uh, the father said, Okay, I'll give it to you. And so the father gives this young man his inheritance. And we see in Luke uh, 15, 11 through 32. Let me hop in here. It says, um, So between the two sons, their inheritance shortly afterward, the young son picked up all his belongings and traveled off to see the world. It says he journeyed off to a land where he soon wasted all he was given. So this son squanders everything that he has. He's been given an inheritance. He's been given a substantial amount of money. And who knows what else was in that inheritance. I don't know if his father, you know, gave him, uh, you know, camels or gave him livestock or horses or whatever he would use to journey. Maybe he gave him, um, maybe he gave him, uh, you know, a cart. I, I, I don't know what he gave him, but it was an inheritance. And so he was well established and he spends it all. And it says it's soon... He had wasted all that he was given in a binge of extravagant and reckless living. And so we know that it had to have been a large sum of money because the Bible goes on to say that it was extravagant the way that he lived. And it says, with everything spent and nothing left, he grew hungry. You know, you ever come to a point in your life where you've spent what you have and you get to a place where you're just hollow and you're empty and, and you're you're hungry, right? You get hungry for things. You know, it's after you've run as far as you can from from love or after you've run as far away from you can, you know, as, as far as you can away from, you know, the people that care about you. You start to get lonely. You start to get homesick. You know, we can fill our life up with things. But when those things run out, 
we're only left with ourselves. And I've been there, you know, I have been there and I have, I can't say I've had an extravagant life, but I can say that I've binged, you know, I've taken paychecks and just gone out and completely wasted them. You know, I've gotten, um, things that I have saved up for only to turn around and say, Hey, I'm entitled to this and then just gone and wasted it completely. And always at the end of those things disappearing, I realized that, man, I am left with myself and, and I am hungry for something else. I'm hungry for something deeper. And so we see the son actually physically hungry. He's actually hungry for a meal. And it says, with everything spent and nothing left, he grew hungry because there was a severe famine in the land. So he begged a farmer in that country to hire him. And the farmer hired him and sent him out to feed the pigs. The son was so famished, he was willing even to eat the slop given to the pigs because no one would feed him a thing. It says, humiliated, the son finally realized that he, what he was doing. And he thought, there are many workers at my father's house who have all the food they want with plenty to spare. They lack nothing. Why am I here dying of hunger, feeding these pigs and eating their slop? I want to go back home. I want to go back to my father's place, to my father's house. And I'll say to him, Father, I was wrong. I've sinned against you, and I'll never again be worthy to be called your son. And I just want to stop here. I know this is about a prodigal son, and this is specific about a father and specific about a son. But ladies, don't check out. Because whether you're a son or a daughter, we've all experienced what it's like to walk away from those we love. We've all experienced what it's like to, to spend our life or to spend and just waste what we have. We've all experienced hunger. And so ladies, I don't want you to check out in this even though this story is specific to a father and a son. I believe that anybody that's listening, you can find truth in this story, okay? And he says, I have sinned against you and I'll never again be worthy to be called your son Please, Father, just treat me like one of your employees. That really uh, speaks to me in a lot of ways. You know, I have uh, been in the experience of my walk with Jesus, a Christian that has had one foot in the world and one foot in the church. And I was, uh, I had, in my, you know, 20s, I would walk with God for six months, literally just giving everything I have to God. And then something would reach out to me. It could be anything. Um, it could be me wanting to have a relationship um, with a, you know, with a girl and not wanting to um, continue focusing on Jesus. And instead of seeing if uh, this woman was uh, a person that God was, you know, bringing in my life, I would turn around and just absolutely leave the church, you know, 22, 23 years old, 24 years old. And, and so, uh, I would, I would get to the end of myself, right. And the relationship would fall apart. And, you know, I would, I would say to myself, man, I, uh, (laughs) I don't look what I just did. Like, Jake, what are you doing? Like you were literally like, on the up and up for the last six months and you just dropped everything and gave up everything for a relationship that 
pulled you away from a community of people that loved you. And that's just one instance of what I would do. And what I'm getting at is I would always say to myself, maybe I can earn my way back in those relationships with the with that church. And, you know, I would show up, and I would be sheepish, and I would, you know, have my, um, I would keep my head down, you know, and I would stay quiet and slowly warm back up to the people, but I would always feel indebted. And I'm not even saying that the people at that church would say to me that I was indebted or treat me that way. It's I would come back that way. And I would think to myself, man, I, I have to work my way back into this. And uh, friends, you know, relationships do take work. And so when I say that I would think I have to work my way back into this, that's not what I was thinking. I would think that I was no longer qualified um, to be accepted back into that family. And that uh, I was no longer a you know, a child of that, of that family, or I was no longer a son of, of God, you know, a, a, an adopted son of God, you know, I would treat myself like an employee. And I started to develop this mentality of works. And I just began to always feel indebted around people and that, you know, um, I, I'm going to have to outgive in order to receive. I'm going to have to outwork in order to earn. I'm going to have to outperform in order to um, be accepted in any small mistake that I made I would end up feeling like it was the largest problem in the world and it was so backwards it was so upside down and I want let's let's continue reading forward in this story and see if this is the way that this story ends up okay because someone might be listening right now where you're thinking that you have to perform in order to be um, received you know into the family of God or you have to perform and that that thinking might be the way it is out there in the world and that thinking might be that the way that is the world how the world operates but friends I'm here to tell you that when you give your life to Jesus that it's not something that you have to strive and work for that the gift of salvation is just that it's a gift and that it's after we put our faith and our belief and our trust in Jesus that he then opens the door for us and says, hey, I have a life for you with responsibilities. And yes, I have a place for you carved out where you'll be able to do good works. But there's never enough good works that you can do to ever fulfill what my son did on the cross. And this is God saying this, you know, that, that we cannot... We cannot outwork ourselves to a point that we're no longer indebted. Jesus bought us with his blood on the cross, but he also redeemed us with his blood on the cross, okay? And that's the gift. And so we see with this prodigal son, he says, I have sinned against you. I'll never again be worthy to be called your son. Please, Father, just treat me like one of your employees. So the young son set off for home. And from a long distance away, his father saw him coming, dressed as a beggar, and great compassion swelled up in his heart for his son who was returning home. Says the father raced out to meet him, swept him up in his arms, hugged him dearly, and kissed him over and over with tender love. Then the son said, Father, I was wrong. I have sinned against you. I could never deserve to be called your son. Just let me be. The father interrupted and said, Son, you're home now. 
And if we go from the beginning of Genesis all the way to Revelation, we see this small story wrapped up in a multitude of stories throughout the Bible, throughout the narrative of the Bible, all the way to the overarching theme of the Bible. That God is calling his children back home. And he's saying to the church right now, any of you that have stepped away, and he's saying to anybody outside of the church, any of you that don't know me, welcome back to your family. In the scripture that I read tonight, it's out of the Passion Translation. And I know, I know all y'all King James folks, you're going to get up on me, all oh, the, the Passion Translation, that's okay, that's okay, we can, we can always have discussions about that. But what I like about this translation is that in, in many instances, it speaks very poetically. And in this instance, where it says, So the young son set off for home. And from a long distance, his father saw him coming dressed as a beggar. And great compassion swelled up in his heart for his son who was returning home. <clears throat> Pardon me. The father raced out to meet him, swept him up in his arms, hugged him dearly, and kissed him over and over with tender love. And at the end of that, in verse, uh, I believe, 22, or 24, I'm sorry, the father interrupted and said, Son, you're home. Two thousand twenty-two, I believe, is a year where God is looking for his sons and daughters and waiting and putting his hand over his brow and scouring the horizon to see if they're running to him in the distance to see if there's any that are lost in the distance. And I believe that God this year is going to put a special emphasis on family. And it's not just a family unit of mothers and fathers and children, but it's the church as a family. And it's God aligning His church as a family. And so this year, friends, as you go forward, my prayer for you is that you would allow the Holy Spirit to reveal to you the nature of the Father in His great compassion and love, and that we would turn and repent from our ways, and that we would run to Him and allow Him to open His arms and embrace us as children, and that we would stop looking at ourselves as servants and employees and that we're unworthy despite all of those sins and mistakes that we've made, we would come to the conclusion that there's nothing that we can do to make God love us any more or any less. And that we would open our hearts to Him, repent of our sins, and let the Father kiss us and hug us and love us. And that we would love Him back. Well, friends, thank you for tuning into the show. And as always, till next time. <laughs>